0: Welcome
1: to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program. It is always a pleasure to uh, come your way, sharing with you the ideas and concepts, philosophies, uh, the feelings, and and uh, all of the good things that are out there in the world today that are there for us to make this world a better place. And that, as I've said before, does not mean that this is a terrible, awful place, then we've got to get the heck out of here. No. We should be grateful for where we are and what we have, but at the same time, know that, you know, as they say, there's always room for improvement. Again, it does not make things better or wor- it doesn't make mean that things are uh, bad or that, again, uh, we, we need to get on a rocket ship and go to another planet. Uh, I am very happy to have you with me on uh, Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. streaming live at richarddugan.com. We are also uh, podcasting these broadcast podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, as well as many other locations, and we certainly hope you take advantage of uh, of, uh, these various locations and the podcasts. If you want to uh, if you would like to uh, uh, to distribute the program or the playlists uh, or the link and so forth, please go for it. Do it. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. That would be wonderful. Uh, and uh, we hope that you will uh, by uh, virtue of uh, sharing the RSS feed or the link to the file or what have you. Also, if you uh, will click on the, the name of our guest uh, as the file is playing, as the podcast is playing, uh, then uh, you can go to our, our guest's website. We'll be giving you today's guest's website in just a couple of moments. And <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, we hope that you will uh, continue your evolutionary process. By the way, if you like what we're doing, if what we're doing resonates with you, then please, please, um, if you would like to, and we would greatly appreciate any financial support you can give us, Uh, Please do so. We have a PayPal and Patreon account for uh, your convenience as well as security, as well as our security. I like to have that middleman, so to speak, in this case, so we can always track things each direction. And, uh, again, I thank those who have helped. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank those who will help, who will support us in the future as we move forward. And uh, also, as a a side note, uh, as far as SoundCloud is concerned, Uh, We are, here we are in the, uh, coming up on the end of the second quarter of 2020. And 2020, as I've been telling you, is the year of perfect vision, going within and seeking out the guidance that is there, seeking out the peace, the calm. Our guest today is going to talk to us about that as well. Uh, And uh, we encourage you to take the time if you're, you know, sheltering at home, if you're staying home because of the COVID virus, whatever it is you've got the time. I know that investigating oneself can be a scary thing. Uh, There are some things that I don't like looking at in my life, but maybe we'll find some techniques today. Uh, But it is 2020, the year of perfect vision. So I hope that you will take advantage of it. And as of today, we have over 18,000 listens on SoundCloud, 18,000 listens to our programs. And thank you for that. I am excited about today's program because it's going to take us somewhere else around the world, although our guest isn't somewhere else around the world. Uh, he is right here with us via Zoom, written a book called Wisdom Healing Qigong. And we are with Master Ming Tonggu. And I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the program. This is quite a pleasure.
0: Thank you, Richard. It's my pleasure to be with you, with all the listeners. I like your opening already. <laughs> well, thank
1: you. Tell me, where are you from originally?
0: Originally, I'm from China and from the planet Earth or somewhere in the universe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. That's wonderful. And, and your time, you know,
0: in the US for the last 35 years now.
1: Well, wonderful. Well, we're glad to have you here. We're glad to have you sharing with us about the wisdom healing Qigong. And I guess we should start uh, where I like to start, defining terms. Tell us from, and again, I'm going to, I don't want to make assumptions here, but from the Chinese perspective, it sounds uh, similar to some other words that I've, I've heard. Uh, what is Qigong?
0: Right, that's a good place to start. The meaning of these two words Qigong, yeah, qi means energy, energy of life. And you can, you know, not only define energy in different way, but more importantly, perceiving energy in many different ways. So the ancient wisdom uh, of Qigong is really about cultivating greater perception of energy, greater capacity to work with energy directly. So that's what gong means. Gong means practice, means cultivation, also means the capacity as well benefit by working with energy. So in general speaking, you know, from even science point of view, quantum physics point of view, everything is made of energy. We're all living with energy. We're all made of energy. <laughs> and uh, so we are kind of uh, living with energy all the time, but the difference is um, in Qigong, in this ancient wisdom, we can learn how to work with energy more consciously. Yeah, so that is a major difference, how to use energy to enhance your bodily, physical function, as well emotional experience of loving kindness, compassion, also mental capacity of thinking, but also creativity as well as spiritual capacity of connecting with life in general. So that's kind of brief summary of what a Qigong is and it's really such a universal and um, capacity we all have. Um, but when we grow up, life happens <laughs> as you know. <laughs> so that gift become you know kind of become part of the background, you know gradually become the background. Then eventually hidden in our basement (laughs) so now it's time for us to reconnect in what is important what is healing what is you know life affirming which is we're bound with to begin with and especially for the time of great challenges greater crisis greater need right now so that's my summary
1: Were you introduced to Qigong uh, at an early age? Was this part of your just part of your upbringing? It's uh, just a natural, uh, as much as breathing, as much as learning to talk, as much as learning to walk. Was this just a natural thing, or were Good. you introduced to it at an, uh, uh, somewhere along the way?
0: That's not true for me. <laughs> on <You know, laughs> um, one Qigong has like long history. You know, you can go back to Five thousand years before, it's like the Yellow Emperor times, you know, according to written historical literature, and um, this way of thinking, this way of cultivating medicine, cultivating healing, or even cultivating uh, longevity. That knowledge is being exists for a long time, but even in China, has been kept secretive until 50 years ago in China. And um, I heard of Qigong when I grew up in China, but never know what Qigong is. And um, so I discovered Qigong basically when I was in US and about 20 some years ago, 26 years ago, and I was in graduate school, study fine arts. And so discovering this more like intellectually, and but feel strong connection then realizing the main essence is practice to realizing not only these potential and paradigm but a greater experience of life in general so that's how it started
1: now that's interesting that you found out about qigong in the united states usually it's the other way around that we find out about these wonderful uh, arts if you will that's what i'll call them and and the through uh, f- written about in the ancient wisdom teachings uh, from the cultures in which they originated from. Um, w- is there a particular guru or master or teacher or mentor that introduced this to you? Or did you read about it? How did you initially actually find out about
0: this? Right. Yeah. She's still friend. She, you know, growing up here in Columbus, Ohio, and she always have a, uh, Kind of a spiritual connection with the Chinese culture from young age, and uh, and somehow she ended up studying tai chi, and qigong, then teaching this form of qigong to her students. But I had no idea what she was doing. She gave me a book to read, and which is in Chinese, asking me to translate for her. <laughs> so. Uh, reading the book realizing wow this stuff is serious this stuff is really you know different than anything else i know wow that stuff is from china so i feel like i become really curious so study a little bit um start to feel strong connection then gradually dedicating to the practice learn some from her then her teacher then went to the original uh, founder of this form of qigong living in china had um largest uh, medicine qigong hospital at the time. So I went to the whole circle, complete my circle, came from China to the U.S. and discovered qigong, then in U.S. and come back to China to study more. And then eventually I finished my master training program with my teacher. So, but her teaching approach is really um, fascinating. It's really kind of... uh, uh, only way I can put it is integration of science and spirituality and the ancient wisdom as well contemporary you know, uh, culture and uh, so the, one of the major influence of Qigong is the Taoism. you know, many of you familiar with Dr. Qing, Lao Tzu, you know and this really profound philosophy of living life you know, discover the nature of life of the universe, nature of the earth, and nature of yourself, and nature of health. So more you discover the nature of things, the more you can live more aligned with your true nature. And so you basically, you, um, as a byproduct, yeah, you can live more healthy, you can live more happily, you can, you know, even recover from these yearnings, you can, you know, embracing or moving through the challenging experience as much as we're having right now with more grace, with more wisdom.
1: I know that there are a lot of um, pockets in this country in particular uh, that don't trust what is called alternative medicine and everything that can be put in the, under that banner, if you will, or in that category. It's uh, orthodox, traditional medicine, the MDs, the AMA, and so forth. And again, I'm speaking of the United States. I don't know what it's like in other countries.
0: Damn. But I also... I'm sorry? It's the same in China, even.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Uh, because, um, and yet, uh, correct to me if I am wrong here, but... Chinese medicine goes back some five thousand or more years, correct
0: yeah yeah
1: and yeah and and they have no AMA they have no FDA, uh, and yet they still many, many people in China, probably in small secret pockets, so to speak, practice these five thousand year old medicine, medical techniques the, this ancient healing wisdom. Uh, and they don't question it; they just know that it works. Is that is that kind of where you come from? That you you could try to find a way to scientifically verify the validity of the work that you do, the, of the healing work that people do, whether you're they're using qigong or any other Chinese method, herbs and and yoga and other body postures, and on and on and on. You just know that it works. Is that correct? You don't question it.
0: Not really. You know, for me, (laughs) uh, when I started qigong, and I had a severe condition, chronic condition of asthma, sclerosis, and I grew up with this condition in my childhood, from childhood. But uh, everybody told me this is a chronic, incurable. Anyway, so I had no hope to make any you know difference through Qigong at all. And um, I think it's impossible that that's what I thought. And so when I did the practice, I just want to feel better. I want to feel happier. I want to feel life more meaningful, <laughs> actually. But as a byproduct, and I was able to heal these condition, And so on one hand it's a surprise, but on the other hand, I didn't really believe in that was possible. So, but if you understand the energetic science behind it, then you, you know confidently this stuff works. And beyond any kind of understanding of conventional medicine or conventional science, but now we have a plenty, you know, it's it really easy scientifically validating the result. That's easy to do. But trying to use a scientific mind to understand how this works, that can take a stretch. But that stretch is not difficult, because now we have a new science, such as quantum physics. <laughs> realizing, you know, the physical is made of vibration energy, realizing the mind have a strong influence on the sort of vibration energy directly then the quantum I mean then the Newton physics can recognize then realizing the energy is affecting the physical function of the body and that's now all validated so if the mechanism is really can be explained by using the scientific language even the ancient wisdom you know, in terms of the language so can be esoteric, can be kind of mysterious, can be metaphysical. But now we have more scientific language allow us to understand the mechanism behind it. But also from our living experience, we know how the mind can directly affect our bodily experience, you know, including health, you know, the stress, mental stress. Creating emotional stress, creating the contraction of the body, creating you know these challenges, including the meal system challenges we're having right now, including you know uh, all these challenges we're experiencing. So this is a living experience we know basically. So it's not a big stretch anymore, so to speak. But the point is, how many of us are ready to fully embracing it? Uh, as you said, not many, because let me explain to the reason. On one hand, we didn't grow up with that way. Even for me, I didn't grow up this way, yeah. And secondly, and this, you know, this methodology, this paradigm requires personal responsibility for your own health and your personal effort, personal, you know, care, for example. So, but most of us, for whatever reason, we're grown up, our, our tendency is searching for quick fix, searching for shortcut, searching for a way, someone help me, someone take care of me, something take care of me. We don't know how to take care of ourselves, or we don't want to take responsibility to take care of myself. <laughs> so that's the issue. That is, uh, is a human issue, it's not a cultural issue. Let's, let me put it that way. That's why I was saying a lot of people in China even don't know about Qigong, or not to mention practicing this ancient method.
1: So well, that- China, China is made up of a billion people. And uh, of those billion, I'm sure there's a fair, fair number who they are influenced by maybe uh, the government uh, maybe religion, the various religions, if you will, or faiths, if you will, uh, as well as, and maybe not to a, a greater degree, outside forces. I mean, I know that the Chinese travel quite a bit. We get we get uh, tour groups and individuals who come to the United States quite often, uh, you know, uh, visiting and learning and hearing about our culture, our lifestyle and so forth, and they take that back with them. But you're, that's, Probably a small percentage, based of, you know, compared to the billion plus that live in China, and so I can kind of I can kind of see that there isn't. A, and, and I guess am I correct that the government does tend to try to really control what in? I almost feel like the United States and China, are, as far as information is concerned, sort of do the same thing. China yeah. either tells you what is true, what is fact, or they prevent the facts from coming in. So you just go based upon what your parents and their parents and their parents and their parents and their parents taught. Whereas here in the United States, um, you have such uh, polarizing conditions amongst different parts of our society. And then we have a president who labels whatever he disagrees with, true or false, as fake news fake information uh you know and so forth and then there are people who believe that and this is one of the issues that i want to talk to you about as far as uh these these uh this ancient wisdom healing uh be it qigong or otherwise in and that's kind of why i went down this path because it seems to me there are certain aspects of health and wellness um, preventative care etc that are though individualized there is a certain level of objectivity in other words it works you can't argue with the fact that it works because look at all of these people but You know, you mentioned quantum physics. You mentioned energy. Everything is energy. And that's one thing science has helped us to define, right? That everything is energy. But One of the things that I learned was that in spite of my argument that, well, then what difference does it make? If everything's energy, what difference does it make what I consume? Well, someone shared with me why that's important. And that is because everything may be energy, but not everything vibrates at the same rate. And that we want our uh, vibration, the vibration of our energy to be at, say, a higher level. But if you're taking into your body through whichever sense you want, lower vibration energy through the foods you're eating, if they're processed or GMO or whatever, uh, the things that you're reading, the things that you're listening to and watching and on and on, then you're lowering your bodily energy vibration and that's when dis-ease sets in a- a- have i am i correct have have i come close am i anywhere near the ballpark
0: um um that's one piece of that richard okay and i think there's different language to use describing that piece and often i use the words it's more like say okay all existence is energy Food is energy, even medicine is energy, physical medicine is energy, the herb is energy, yeah. and there's also invisible energy. So Qigong specializing in cultivating um, the relation between what is visible, what is invisible, what is physical, what is non-physical. And that is one of the essence of Qigong. So the conventional medicine is focused on more like using the physical to, um, you know, interfere or influencing the physical on body, so to speak. Yeah. Then what is physicalized is carry certain energetic structure, energetic function, energetic information. It's a physicalized. It's on one hand is tangible. On the other hand is a certain limited quality already defined quality already so within the body we have a defined you know quality in the physical body already then the medicine whatever you take in whatever food you take in also have a defined quality already. so if these two have to be compatible if not compatible then eventually can cause complication including side effect. So a lot of time what happened is uh, human-made medicine, is compatible in some way with the body, but not compatible in other way, then it's causing the side effect. So it's like enhancing one function, then another function is suppressed, complicated. So, but that is also because of the approach of conventional medicine. You're looking at everything as isolated problem isolate part of your body, isolate system. If you feel digestive problem, think about what is the digestive system using whatever, you know, medicine, whatever intervention to fix the digestive system as if the digestive system is operating, you know, independently from the rest of your body. This is not true. The five organ system has to be operating together in order to create the whole function of balance, whole function of whole body so also the emotional body is affecting the biology now we have enough evidence to know scientific evidence to know similarly our mental thoughts directly affecting that is called epigenetic that's the internal you know condition directly affecting your cellular function biology functions so these are new science now discovering not only the physical can affect in the physical which has certain limitations, such side effects, but also more subtle energy is affecting your physical. So that's where Qigong's come in is really working with a subtle energy which is not defined, not as defined as the physical substance because not well defined, it has a flexibility. For example, the light is not as defined as the food. Yeah, and the sound is affecting the body. It's not as defined as you know, an herb, for example, as a chemical, for example. So this this kind of subtle energy stimulating the body in a different way than the food is basically activating the subtle energy of your own body then the body responding to this energy activation according to its own intelligence, I call natural intelligence. Whatever the body needs, naturally responding to this not so defined energy, but it is real energy. It's real, but not physicalized. Therefore, the the quality is not limited in a certain way, so does not producing the side effect as the physical substance can produce. That makes sense?
1: Yes. Talk to us about the connection between all of what you've just said and our intuition or listening to, as we like to say within, uh, say, Christian circles, that still small voice. Some would say the divine self, higher self, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Most people would know it as their intuition. Uh, in relation to uh, the body's uh, own, I will call it natural, if not supernatural or spiritual, just knowing this. Uh, the body knows what the body needs and it will tell me if I will just listen.
0: <laughs> On one hand, this is true. We have not been listening. <laughs> we have not been listening. <laughs> well we actually we don't have the skill to listen actually. Because the most time we're just in the busy mind, in the busy story, in the busy diagnosis, busy complaining. Busy victim, you know, rose, you know. And we're talking about trust God, to trust life, but can you trust yourself, you know? <laughs> these trusts are all related. You cannot trust one thing without trust other thing, because everything is creation. We are all in this oneness of creation. You cannot say, oh, and this is true, this therefore is not, this is not true. It's like all these things coexisting. And so the oneness of life means is, you know, opposite of exclusiveness. So it's how to embracing the wholeness inside of you. That's one of the key for your host. You know, your physical body, emotional body, mental, spiritual body is inseparable. Also, it's inseparable from the energy of the earth, energy of the heaven, the energy of the universe. You may call this as Holy Spirit, call this as God, whatever name you want to call it, but you are part of these pieces, part of these puzzles. So, you can origin, you know, what is your responsibility? Often we say, God only saves someone who is willing to save herself or himself. So, you cannot just sit around waiting. So, not just as simple, okay, allow the body to do its own, the body knows what to do. It's not that simple. Because your mind, your body has to work together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're inseparable, not just listening. Listening is the beginning piece, right. and most important piece. The mind relaxing from the story, you know, connecting with the body. Listening to your body, realizing where you're feeling the stress, where you're feeling the discomfort, and what is the body is trying to tell you, what is important for your healing, what is important for your health, even what is important for your life in general. It's all stored in this incredible energetic library inside of you. <laughs> so often we're searching outside of us. Someone tell me, what is right, what is true, what is good. We forgot to listen to what's inside of us already. And that is the disconnection.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I've often, uh, in talking about our intuition and listening to it, um, uh, it's so important not just to listen, but to follow the promptings, to follow through. And uh, we encourage people to do that. I, I, uh, I jokingly say that if you're going to listen but not follow, why are you even bothering listening? You know? I mean, it's like turning on the radio and just having it as background noise or music or whatever, uh, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting. You have, I would take it that in the years that you have been, uh, I would guess you'd call it practicing Qigong, uh, healing Qigong in particular. Um, you've had a, a wide and varied, um, uh, Reaction to it. I'm sure there are people who, oh, wonderful. I, I've been waiting for this. It's about time that this came along into my life. And then there were going to be others who say, uh uh-uh, I'm, you know, it's, uh, you're a vampire and I've got to protect myself. This is, you know, you're just trying to take my money or this or that or the other. Uh, and I, I don't buy it. I, I, I'd rather go see my MD who is 60 or 70 years old, hadn't been to school in years, hadn't kept up on the journals and so forth, and hadn't got a clue. He's still using leeches. As part now, the funny thing about that is that that's kind of coming back. They actually are saying that there is some validity in some of this old medicine, you right. Know. And right? That's interesting. That because the the medicine of China, in particular, again we've already we've already stated it. It's five thousand years old, uh, and and I find that that's that's quite quite amazing. Let me ask you in light of where we are in the world today, as far as uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19. And, and of course, I know that there are people who are listening, going, You're, you got a guy on from China? China's responsible for everything that's happened. And I'm just sitting here going, <clears throat> no, you know, we've, we've been in this now for six or seven months. Okay, get over it. Uh, w- there's going to be plenty of time later to blame whoever's responsible. Uh, I, take, I, I place responsibility on myself for keeping myself safe, but I also place responsibility on those who contracted the virus by virtue of just knowing that there were unsafe places to go, unsafe people to be around, and they went anyway. And there's a difference, in my opinion, between ignorance and stupidity. Ignorance is you don't know. And if you didn't know, okay. Okay. But if you know and you go ahead and do whatever it is that you're going to do, that's stupidity
0: because right. you know.
1: And that's one of the things that I have learned over the years, especially in regards to my health. And I, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, the ancient wisdom teachings and, and, and Qigong talk about this at all. And that is um, the, the aspect of being responsible for what you know and once you know it, you can't go back. You, you can't unknow something. You know, fire is hot. I burned myself on the stovetop as a child, for example, and I'm never putting my hand up there like that again. I will learn how to work with heat and or fire, but I won't put my hand there again. Okay, so now I know. So if I put my hand there again, knowing that what's going to happen, now I, I have ex- exercised my own stupidity, and as the saying goes, you can't fix stupid
0: <laughs> so
1: I'm wondering is there are there stories lessons within uh, these wisdom ancient wisdom teachings uh, to share with people that look here's the information you can do with it what you will, but you can't unknow it you you really need to Uh, You know, you need to listen. And maybe that's one of the reasons why some people don't want to hear this because they don't want to be responsible. They'd rather have somebody else be responsible.
0: Yeah, I think this is uh, so true. Unfortunately, most of us don't want to be responsible. That is so true. As I mentioned before, you know, most of us want just, uh, you know, looking for a shortcut, quick fix and blaming someone else. And so we have a lot of blaming right now, you know, in all levels, personal level, social level, cultural level, political level, environmental level, all so much blaming. And that we know that doesn't help eventually, that doesn't really solve any problem. And what we need more right now is more understanding, more acceptance, more relationship you know, in spite of disagreement, in spite of culture difference, in spite of conflict of history. And we all have, you know, long history of conflict, you know, in any cultures. The question is, what do you do with that now? Do you want to carry these patterns to the next generations? Yeah. Do you want to live with that, you know, in your everyday life? Or say, I'm ready to break this chain. I'm ready to make a big change, you know, the ground up changes. I'm going to really, you know, experience, allow myself to feel the compassion, you know, not only for your own suffering, but also for suffering of whoever is suffering right now. So many right now suffering. Now, in, which in the collective level, yeah, we're all experiencing so much in, fear. So I often say the fear we're experiencing right now is more contagious than the virus. It's more, you know, what's the word, Uh, more severe, more destructive for human, for humanity in general, including health. And scientifically, again, here where the science come in, help us to understand, you know, the major cause of immune system deficiency is stress. The most powerful stress is fear. Directly, yeah, from, um, you know, in your body, creating these unhealthy chemicals, including cortisone, compromising the function of the brain as well meal system and the rest of your body. So this is the deeper pattern not just uh, we're experiencing now, but it's been carried on for human history in all society, in all races, in all generations. And yet most of us are not aware of that. And we, most of us were not aware this body is programmed with this fear and continuously carry this fear, we continuously responding from this fearful place to what's happening in your life. And then, as a result, violence. As a result, more comfort. As a result, more health issue. As a result, environmental destruction. As a result, is a war in all levels. And not just, you know, in the political level, but also in religious, in, you know, whatever social, you know, paradigm conflict, yeah. And that is like, it's human thing. It's not about a particular culture, or particular religion, is a or particular political, you know, government. It's really about human, we all have that. It's inside of us. And the question is now, in spite of that, Can we discover beneath all that, yeah, more energy is available, more healing is available, more loving kindness is available. And that is a powerful process, you know. So that's when we're speaking of this connection, that your own mind, body connecting and listening to your body. And Qigong takes one step further, going to the body, discovering, oh, Not only I'm having pain, I'm having anxiety, having disease in this body, but realizing, oh, when the energy is contracted, I'm experiencing all these symptoms is getting worse. I'm experiencing all this stress in the body. So now, slow the practice is so simple. The good news is I can release the stress. I can open the energy contraction. I can move in the energy, allow the energy to fulfill, you know, its purpose again. Simply put, you know, when the energy is not moving, then we're heading to death. When the energy is moving, then we're living more fully. So the isolation, disconnection from each other, one of the implications, the energy contract. So often we say human is a social species, you know, when we're missing interaction in family, in community, it doesn't feel good, we feel stuck. But what happens is really the energy connection inside of you with life start to disrupt it. So any kind of separation, isolation, no matter whatever, you know, the justification might be, Yeah, political reasons, you know, cultural reasons, historical reasons, going to cause inside effect. So the victim is ourself automatically. So that's another level of understanding, you know, the importance of opening or heart. Opening ourselves, yeah. With compassion, with loving kindness, with more acceptance of others, including who might be different from you or disagreeing from you. But that the deeper feeling has to come from your own connection. You know, if you can feel yourself compassion, then it's possible feel compassion for others. If you know how to love yourself, then you can love other people more effectively. So the deeper journey we're taking is really learn how to love yourself, how to connect with yourself, how to heal yourself more effectively. And another level in the practical level is taking care of yourself. Even just be comfortable with yourself. (laughs) When you're uncomfortable with yourself, you will not be comfortable with other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then this conflict is going to continue. So the deeper peace, often we say, you know, you know, Gandhi, as Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. But deeply, yeah, discovering the inner peace, inner harmony, and starting the possibility of inner health. So for me, you know, healing, health, yeah, happiness, love, and spiritual connection, awakening, they're all inseparable. It's one piece, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting that you, you bring so many different things up. Uh, one of the questions that I have for not just uh, epidemiologists, but for physicians in general and the science community, maybe you can even answer this as well. Uh, in addition to, of course, uh, and someone said to me or, or sent me an email telling me, as you did, that there's a more devastating virus out there than the... Uh, coronavirus and he put it he put it in three words or three elements. He said ignorance and of course fear and lack of faith. Mm. Now and, and I thought wow you you're absolutely right ignorance because we don't know a lot about this in this specific instance that we're in today. We don't know an awful lot about this this virus. Uh, according to all of the experts There are so many unknowns. And every time a question is answered, more questions come. Right. Whereas with let's say influenza, we know a lot about influenza. We know all uh, that there are a whole bunch of strains and so on and so forth. Then there's the fear. Because of what we don't know, we start to create scenarios in our minds. Yeah. Generating the fear. And then, and this is what's interesting to me, there are many people of faith in the United States, and all different faiths. And many of them are running around scared. Uh, They're protesting, they're doing all of these things, and to me, out of fear, because they have lost their faith in humanity. They've lost their faith, maybe, in their beliefs that, you know, they would be cared for. And, And I have not. I have been optimistic from the very beginning, But I've also been telling people, look, you know, if you're a Christian, and I know that it's written about, I'm sure, in the Jewish traditions, Hindu, Muslim, uh, Zen uh, Zen Buddhism, and on and on and on, about how the creator, the the force in the universe, takes care of us. It created us, as far as I know. I've been saying this for years. As far as I know, I didn't create myself. And maybe one day science will prove that I'm wrong, that I did. (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever it is that did create us will take care of us and and i have believed that and i have tried to inculcate that into uh, my conversations with people even in context of this program to trust i mean uh, uh, and i use the example all the time of standing on the edge of a cliff and you have you can't go back and you can't walk along the edge you only have One choice, and actually it's two, you have two things that you have to do. The first thing is jump. You have to jump. But the second thing goes along with it. They they are inseparable, again, as you've talked about, inseparability of all of the elements of, of being human, and that is trust. How many people are trusting the universe to take care of them? Is that an element of the Qigong philosophy?
0: Absolutely. You know, we use the language of energy. So when you're working with energy, experientially, you start to realize, oh, energy is nourishing. For example, right now, everything we live in right now is nourished by energy, including the sun is unconditionally nourishing all existence on the planet Earth. So one quality is energy is nourishing, life nourishing. And that is such a foundation of life, trusting the foundation of life. And the second is the energy naturally connecting all life. No matter how we're different from each other, whatever definition of your own you know, story, your own concept, your own background. But when you're working with the energy, realizing the energy is everywhere, connecting all life. So now from quantum physics we know it is in the whole universe only 4% is physical. The rest mm-hmm. is subtle energetic. The science may use a different language, you know, weak forces, you know, gravitational forces, you know, dark matters. the ancient tradition, just call all that as energy. Mm -hmm. So this is whole existence. And so when you work with energy, realizing there's no separation. So the the, the lack of trust is coming from, I identify myself separate from the rest of life. Then you have to feel untrusted you start to feel fearful. Mm-hmm. If you feel I'm existing with the whole life, this is inseparable. I feel comfortable, feel safe. So the separation is creating more isolation, more fear, more lack of trust, so to speak. That's at least my impression. That's how I see it. Yeah. Then the third quality of energy is like, energy is creative changing all the time and now we know in the quantum field the change happening in the speed of light speed of your thoughts you may not see it physically but when you're repeating that kind of change consistently enough then physicalized so when you look at the physical, as if stable, not much change happening, but you look at the subtle energetic change happening all the time. Mm-hmm. So when you're experiencing that, you learn to embrace the change instead of resisting the change. So yeah. more to embracing the change, then you more to embrace, able you to embrace the challenges of life because challenge is part of life and then you're able to trust life more, deeply, too. Then you can embrace your internal power to initiate these changes from your heart, from your mind, intention. So whatever your vision of life, you know, more health, more joy, you know, more contribution of life, so you can initiate from that place. Instead of resisting the change, complaining about the change. You can initiating a positive change inside of you, in your life as well. Then you feel good (laughs) instead of why change happened to me? Why right now uncertainty of life? So you divide in this muscle capacity to embrace the change embracing the challenge come with the change of life which is always happening often we say change is a constant <laughs> the only yes. constant in life is change
1: that is true that is absolutely true and we repeat that many many times on this program we have been uh, over the last few months especially uh and the fact is that uh, the situation that we are in today you won't be in it tomorrow because it's going to be different everything is in motion i mean i i even talk about the the macrocosmic world and the microcosmic world. And everything is in motion. Everything is changing. And we'll look at those two worlds and we'll ooh and we'll ah, and going, wow, that's pretty cool. And also that there is also no judgment. Uh, this this goes to the, the whole issue of duality in this world. And what I am beginning to understand uh, and and talk about on this program is the fact that even in this world, there is no duality other than that which you choose to create in your own mind. That if you're looking, say, through the Hubble telescope, as I, I use this example all the time, or an electron microscope, and you see things moving around and crashing and exploding and doing all of these things, and you ooh and you ah, like where you're watching fireworks. But you're not passing judgment. You're just in awe of, of what's happening. Well, there's no judgment out in the universe where it's happening either. But then when you get down to our level, I like to call it the mid-crow as opposed to macro, micro, mid crow <laughs> in the world. There's judgment. There's and with that judgment comes duality. When in fact, it this is just what's happening right now. And in the next minute, something else is going to be happening. And in the next minute, and in the next minute, and in the next minute. Talk to us about how the wisdom-healing Qigong, how the philosophy of Qigong, and maybe even your own personal philosophy, I'm not sure if it's exclusively that or something else as well, uh, deals with, expresses, and or explains what most people see as the dualistic world, as as the Hindus call it, the Maya or illusion that is
0: our world. Or see them as conflict, see them as opposite, you know. And so the energetic approach is very simple. We acknowledge in the oneness of the universe. Within that oneness of the universe, the subtle energy expressing in all different forms you know, in the physical realm we search complexity as well in the non-physical realm as well. So basically you can think of it like this, the whole existence is a whole spectrum of energy, whole spectrum of energy, you know, physical and then subtle and mental and consciousness and so on. So, but all these layers, they're inseparable from each other. They're not like, okay, hang in there. There's a gap between you know, another form of energy. There's whole spectrum of energy. It's a continuum spectrum of energy is happening. So it's just like if you're losing this, using scientific example of light. Yeah. The, the definition of light from a scientific point of view is so much more than what we see with our naked eye. The neck the eye seeing the visible light is only a small spectrum of the whole existence of light. Yeah. And so above that frequency, the human eye don't see it. Ultra light. Yeah. And then lower than that frequency, the human doesn't see it. Then when that frequency becomes lower, then become particle-like. So this is whole spectrum of energy existence. So in human complexity, same way, if you look at only just physical phenomena, there's so much complexity. Yeah. And, but is there subtle energy in between, yeah, animating the complexity, animating or connecting what we perceive as separate. So once we understand that, then realizing, oh, life is a movement from one spectrum to another spectrum. It's this movement. So when you identify something the opposite, it's like this end and this end, this yin-yang movement is happening. So it's not blank gap in between.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mind perceiving it, then we perceive them as comfort, perceiving them opposite, perceiving them, you know, male, female, always in the wall, you know, you and me are so different, you know, so, this energy connection allow us to feel this movement between the opposite is happening. And so in the whole life, your personal life, everyday life, this movement is happening. In our history, this movement is happening. So when you realize in that, then you can gradually letting go of this concept of separation, concept of dualistic, concept of causing more conflict. So, so that is the energetic perception, energetic experience. It's the dynamic of movement. That's why it's so important to embracing the movement. Then we realize in the whole spectrum of energy beyond just dualistic conflict. And so in the body is happening like this, the energy experiencing expansion, but also contraction. So when we're experiencing anything stressful, we perceive them as stressful, then the energy body contract. Then when we're experiencing something we like, make us happy, then your energy body will expand. So this dynamic movement is continuously happening, opening, contracting. So contraction actually is part of your life it's perfectly fine as long as you're able to open to the next moment of expansion. But if you stuck with the contraction, then bad things start happening. Yeah, when the energy is stuck in a contract hap- pattern, then we're experiencing physical issues, emotional issue as well mental issues. So, but it, So the whole practice of Qigong is based on this understanding. On one hand, contraction is part of this movement of energy. At the same time, you don't want to be stuck in the contraction. You continue moving energy from the contraction. You continuously open your heart in spite of challenges, in spite of perceiving difficulty, perceiving conflict mentally. So, you're walking energetically with your body, with your heart. Then, what happened? You're able to respond into life in this new dynamic, living dynamic, instead of just concept.
1: If you've just joined us, I'm Richard Dugan, your host for Tell Me Your Story. And we are talking with Master Ming Tonggu, and we're talking about the wisdom healing Qigong and a lot of other things along the way as well. And uh, I would uh, have to tell you that if, if you listen to the radio broadcast, you're going to want to listen to the podcast, because there is a whole lot more there that uh, you're going to want to hear. Uh, you are coming to us, Master, from the Chi uh, Center, correct? Where is that
0: located? And that's located right here in Santa Fe in New Mexico. It's quite famous for many reasons. <laughs> yes, indeed. Truly magical, magical with such ancient history on the land. and But the power of the land, power of the nature here is beyond any words can describe, beyond any place I have lived. So I feel very blessed here. Even right now, most of us isolated, you know, even in the city, in whatever confinement. And I feel very fortunate. I have a big nature there to walk around, to running around, to bike, you know, to hug the tree, to be out there. And you're speaking about, you know, the expansion of the, the universe. We are, we, I can feel so close here. When you're looking up at the night, just the star is so bright, the Milky Way just so close. There's no light pollution. Right now there's absolutely no noise pollution. And feel so close to the nature. And we're missing this connection in general, in our life, in humanity right now. So that is part of the um, uh, medicine. The nature is the most powerful medicine. So we learn to be more close yeah, to the nature. And then also simultaneously yeah, connecting with the nature of the body, nature of energy directly. And so of course now we are moving all the program to online everything, all the program is online, just like happening in this conversation. And you can practice online, you can do the movement online together, you can do the sound online together, you can visualize the energy online together. We we actually do a lot of activities such as dancing together. (laughs) So um, it's really beautiful experience we are initiating cultivating together especially in this time of intensity and challenges.
1: Let me ask you uh, about the impact that this non-contact period of time that we are in has on the physical body. I mean we've already talked about certainly ignorance, fear, Uh, Lack of faith and fear in particular, and what it does to the body, what it does to the immune system, and so forth. But if it were possible, if it were possible to set aside fear, just put it over there for a moment, and we chose as a society to continue to social distance for 10 years, what would be the from your perspective, from maybe the Qigong perspective, what would be the, uh, what would be the ramifications to our health and well-being as human beings? Mm.
0: (laughs) Richard, before I respond to this question, I want to really make the connection, you know, in the listener's mind. Really, uh, on one hand, you cannot put the fear aside to do it. Really, you cannot do that. We have done that long enough. Suppressing the fear, judging the fear, you know, resisting the fear and uh, wish the fear is not there, whatever doesn't work. You have to deal with the fear. So in general, in Qigong way of doing that is literally working with the ignorance. By connecting with your own body, listening to your body, listening to your heart, and that's one way, one antidote, the most important antidote to ignorance. If ignorance of your own body, unlikely you'll be very wise to anything else. So you may write write down a lot of books, then still the, the wisdom is not there. So that's one way of working with our ignorance. And the second way is walking with your fear. As I mentioned, the fear is contract energy in your body, including your kidney system. So when you move in your body, making this sound, doing this practice, you know whatever you're doing to opening the energy, then you're transcending, you're transforming the fearful patterns. And then over the time, you start to feel more relaxed, more resourceful less reactive emotionally, less anxiety, less depression, less worry and so on. So that's the second way is so important, directly walking with the fear. And then we talk about, you know, lack of trust right now, lack of force. As I shared already by walking with energy, you can increase your trust. You can increase your faith. You can increase your own responsibility as well because these things is inseparable. If you don't want to be responsible, you cannot trust anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is
1: true. That is true. Uh, you know when you turn your responsibility over to that... someone or something else, uh, you're basically you're a puppet on a string. That's that's how you choose to live your life. You're just saying. I am a puppet on a string being manipulated by forces that I don't understand and I don't care because if I don't have to take responsibility, then right. it's not my fault.
0: Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> and it's so much easier. is isn't. It isn't really. But uh, some people do find that to be a better way of life.
0: The time um, be comforting, but in a bigger, deeper dimension, the whole journey of life, we're going to discover the responsibility is equally important. Yeah, without responsibility, the trust in the faith is not complete. And on the other hand, is you know coming back to your question, you know what can happen if we continue isolate for ten years, and not to mention ten years, even ten months. Yeah, and we're going to face this is a big question. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's there's no question, and and yet at the same time being the optimist that I am, being the the person who believes that, that going back to December and January when this stir- first started to break out, um, certainly my heart goes out to anybody affected and impacted. But at the same time, I take a look at the opportunities that I'm not even aware of right now. All I know is there are some incredible opportunities for people and people are taking advantage of them, not just from those who have taken the opportunity to help the first responders around the world by, by making all of the, uh, they call it PPE, the, all of the materials, the equipment, the masks and the face shields and the gloves and on and on and on. Incredible outpouring. I, I, I am just, you know, I am just in awe of that kind of human kindness stepping out there. And then other people who are trying to help other people to make it through, who maybe they don't want to go to the store because they're afraid uh, of possibly getting the, the virus. And people are going to the store for them and bringing the food to their homes and leaving it on the doorstep, and then they can come out and get it and so on and so forth. And just on and on and on, all of these wonderful acts of human kindness that are out there not to mention, I mean, I've been doing interviews on the phone. I've, I've used Skype. I use now Zoom. Uh, and if there are other platforms, I may, I may incorporate those as well just to have the flexibility. Uh, so this is nothing new for me in this regard. But there are people who are creating videos to lighten the hearts and minds of people. Uh, through humor, through inspiration, and so on and so forth. Speaking of which, you have, uh, uh, is it a daily uh, uh, video that's available to people from your website?
0: Yeah, now we're doing so much live stream, like this, slow like using the Zoom, and we do practice together. Actually, we have been doing last 50 days, every day and doing movement doing meditation practice really you know just looking at each other and feel each other you know and giving the best uh, you know sharing the love sharing the positive you know energy with each other and as i mentioned we dance together by listening to same music everybody you know dancing in the pajama you know with the (laughs) parents Grandparents, and uh, it's just so human, so beautiful. And we're going to continue to do that. Now, we're reducing to three times a week, but still very consistent. Mm-hmm. So, you can find that information on our website, chicenter.com, C H I Center.com. And so, that's all available for all of us to access then also we're sharing some resources with you So this interview is a ebook as well practice video available for enhancing the meal system especially right now for the time being and i believe the the, the link is dot com forward slash ancient secret ancient secret so you can receive these free resources and supporting video available for all of us to take advantage
1: i think that uh, many many people are doing uh, similar types of things using all of these different platforms online and i have to say that it is actually uh, i personally been coincidence i believe in coincidences that incidents coincide they happen together for a reason we may never know what that reason is but there is a reason and i find it fascinating that our uh um, technology has reached the level that it has here in 2020 that we are actually able to do i can't even imagine even attempting this if everybody was still back in the late 1990s using uh dial-up you know what i'm saying with the with the modem built into the computer, and you dial a phone number, and how slow that was by comparison to today. So uh, it's it's very interesting how these things they 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 happen in this synchronistic way. Uh, and uh, quite honestly, I, I'm hoping that uh, in spite of the fact that people are saying that you know this is going to be uh, this is going to be uh, a story for the ages. Um, I'm not sure how uncommon this is going to be if we don't start to shift our energy. To that end, I wanted to ask you, what is your perspective um, on why we as human beings, because you alluded to this earlier in terms of the vibrations and our thoughts uh, can be manifest in the material world. Why we, as spiritual beings, chose to, I put it this way, chose to create this current scenario. For what purpose? I mean, because it's so devastating to everybody, whether whether you have been afflicted by it, you've had family members who've passed, uh, you're not working and you don't have any money. Um, whatever this scenario is. Your country's been locked down, your city, or community. Uh, it just seems to me like, why would we do this to ourselves? Any thoughts from your perspective philosophically?
0: Yeah, that's a powerful question. I can only say, um, um, you know, um, just using analogy when people ask me, what is the cause of my disease? My answer is simple. Everything. Everything in your life. All your history, all the environmental influence, all the food, all the relationship, all the stress you have experienced, all the traumas, you know, all the and we take taking in without knowing. So it's everything. And same thing is everything is causing the coronavirus virus right now. And, but the good news is yeah, on one hand, we say we cannot change everything. In whatever happened in the past happened, we cannot change. And whatever is happening in the big picture beyond our control, we cannot control them or change them yet. So, but the good news is you can change your energy. You can be the cause of your own healing. So equally true, everything is the cause of the disease, whether diagnosed or not, but you are the cause of healing, your own healing. So when we focus on that, then suddenly everything starts to make sense. It's not logical sense. Yeah. It's really almost like the puzzle of life start to fall into cohesive pieces. So whatever outcome, on one hand we know it's up to us or personal choice or collective choice. But what choice is available for us right now, that is so important to know. Yeah. You can make a deeper change within you Including opening your heart, including transforming the fear, including yeah, connecting with your body, including enhancing all relationship we experience in human being. And that is all possible now become even more possible since we're isolated, since we're not so busy anymore. So that is like surprise gift. Surprise gift. So on one hand, I say, you know, nothing happened in the past as accident, as you say differently. Yeah, it's not accident. Mm-hmm. And, but also nothing is wasted when we choose to, yeah, to serve the highest purpose of life. So what is the highest purpose of life? That's up to us to discover. I think if we are opening our heart connecting with energy as i'm sharing we have a better chance to serve the highest purpose of life
1: i want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us master ming tong gu because i think that the words that you've spoken here today i think are going to go a long way i certainly hope they are to help people to better understand where they are in all of this that we are all together in this is interesting that for the first time i can remember um, you know, this is something that is not just affecting a particular group of people. It's affecting
0: all people
1: around the world. And so they say, you know, we are all in this together. And my, my other, uh, admonition to that would be that it's either all of us or none of us. It's either all of us are going to make it. Okay. From the standpoint of the civilization of the society. Or we're going to wipe ourselves out because we refuse to do those things that are necessary as hard as they might be, though they be temporary, we could do ourselves in if we don't acknowledge the fact that it is temporary. Yes, it's hard for a lot of people, but this won't, nothing lasts for, I don't know of any civilization any government any religion that has ever lasted forever <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh, you know because uh, eventually something comes along to replace replace it now right now we have a an incredible plurality of governments and institutions and religions and philosophies which is a beautiful thing on the one hand because it's showing that there are all these different ideas out there that's that's really cool you know you get to find out about some of these other ways but none of them are going to last forever because there's a beginning and there's an end and there's a middle in there somewhere but as you i'm sure believe with every ending there's a beginning with every death there's a birth
0: that's right that's right
1: so I, I really appreciate your sharing this time with us, and, and I'm glad we were able to make it happen. Uh, you know, folks, it's, it's uh, very interesting how if you knew some of the things that uh, go on behind the scenes to get some of these interviews uh, off the ground, so to speak, you'd, you'd be amazed and marveled. I stopped being marveled, uh, uh, Master. Um, I started looking at it from the standpoint, the more difficult it is, to get an interview going, if that means that the technology is getting in the way or calendars are getting in the way, that tells me that interview is going to be really, really good. <laughs> and, that's, yeah, that's the way I look at it. Thumbs up, absolutely.
0: That's, I thank have... Thank you. Uh, walking with life in channel. <laughs> thank you. Thank You, you are for- welcome. I'm with- I,
1: go ahead, go ahead.
0: I said, I'm with you with that. Hmm.
1: I have three final questions for you before we let you go. Because, and I asked, I may have, you may have answered them within the context of the interview, but I like to ask them directly. But before I do, I want to let our listeners know that uh, you can go to Master Ming uh, Tunggu's uh, website, the com. that's C-H-I chi center.com we will be linked to that website too and find out more about master ming tunggu and the chi center and the work that they're doing there see some of the videos get a copy of the book Uh, find out more about wisdom healing qigong and uh, also be sure to listen to the podcast it's got a lot of information in there i think you're going to enjoy Uh, and um, we are always appreciative of our guests time and the energy that they put into sharing with us uh, from their perspective. Uh, also a reminder that if you'd like to support what we're doing, we do have a PayPal and Patreon account, and uh, that's for both your security as well as ours. I like the middleman. Uh, that way we sort of have a an electronic paper trail of sorts, so that if anything goes wrong, we can always backtrack and, and figure it all out. And fortunately, haven't had those kinds of problems. But, we we are glad it's there. So if you can do what you can, thank you, thank you, thank you for those who have and thank you, thank you, thank you for those who are going to support us as we move down the road here in 2020, the year of perfect vision. I encourage you to spend time in silence in nature, hug a tree, hold on to that tree and feel it. I mean really really feel it. Uh, There's a book, I don't know if you've ever read this particular book, Master, but it's one that I I drew a word from that I love this word. It's from from a book entitled Stranger in a Strange Land. We all kind of feel that way today in these days. Uh, And the word is to grok, or as I like to understand it, to assimilate into every cell, into every subatomic particle of your being, that which you believe, that which you know, that which you understand. And we encourage you to do that, folks, to, to feel that tree, to feel yourself from the inside out and know that everything, it's not that everything is going to be okay, that everything is is okay. My first question of the three to you is who is master Ming Tong Gu
0: I don't know
1: (laughs) 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 all right that next question what is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now
0: Hmm. I hope um Everybody can learn to how to take care of ourselves, take care of our family, take care of each other, more lovingly, more compassionately, more sustainably, more um, connected way.
1: And finally, what is your life's purpose?
0: I feel myself as a, a bridge, as a link, whatever in know circumstances we are living in. So to also I see myself as a continued discovery of what is possible as human beings, as we live living together on the planet Earth.
1: Again, Master Ming-Tung Gu, I thank you again for joining us all the way from the chi center in santa fe california santa fe california right santa fe new mexico (laughs) i don't know maybe there is a santa fe california and i don't even know where it is i don't know that it's there but i thank you so much for being with us and sharing this time with us and i hope that we can get you back on the program again to talk more about what's going on there at the chi center as far as uh the work let's maybe look at it from the pre-covid virus A period when people would come there and experience this energy that we talk about that is everywhere anyway. But when you have that great opportunity to be out in nature, away from all of the trappings of urbanization and technology and so forth, uh, it it just seems to me you're going to get a, um, I want to use the word raw connection to that divine energy uh, that we all uh, are connected to that we all have that we all are so i'm hoping we can have you back again
0: or be my pleasure richard it has been a wonderful experience to be with you and share with you share with all the listeners so thank you thank you so much
1: And I thank you for listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast podcast, love to love.